worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well we've devised a test to put the rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because as the title says, it is all in canon. I'm one of your hosts, Boris, and as always, I'm joined by Phil. Hello, everybody. And somewhere, Tyler. I've survived. <laughs> He's alive. Oh, I was so sick last week. Yeah? Feeling better? Yes. Good. That's very good. That's all one can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. As you can We've see, been comparing we're, notes all afternoon. Yeah, as you can see, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're we're checked out. We're in holiday mode. That's it. Um, yeah, no, we're, man. So I, I was called back into work for a couple emergencies. Um, there's a major vulnerability going around, um, which is why you shouldn't use outdated technology, kids. Um, and uh, it's just it's just been a freaking headache. Uh, angry customers, uh, customers who don't really understand what they have installed um so it's just been a very very fun couple days um also had another customer basically say well we're re-evaluating our tools including you so you need to give us a demo in the next couple days to prove you're still you know whatever and it's like you, you, you said you just wanted a quick demo of the latest version because, like, you know, that's typically what we do before we upgrade them. So it's like it's just like, first off, you misled me um, even no, after totally. I told you, like, we're, we're, we're close to wrapping things up, like the amount of out of offices now, like it's just crazy. And then they're like, we'll just talk about the roadmap. I'm like, OK, that's like next thing I see is like VP, VP, VP being invited. I'm like, you pieces of shit. So, I mean, this just sounds to me, and it, getting me riled up right away, this is the exact kind of bullshit you see all the time from these companies, right? Yeah. Of, like, this is a bunch of people who are just trying to justify their ongoing existence. Yes. It's just, like, this is not good for anyone. Like, you're not getting, yeah. they're not getting good work from you. No. They and, are and, wasting. And that's, like, I, I called the customer, like, the, the person, and I'm like, look. 
it's going to be a shitty presentation. Like, this isn't even going to be up to par for me. Like, I don't even have software installed on my computer right now. Like, I have to bring in someone to to do the demo for you, which is kind of bullshit to begin with, right? Um, and it's just like, now we're dealing with vulnerability. So half the product team is busy. Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, any way we can move this, it's like, just no, it's like, and this is the issue, right? This is corporate America, you know, just thinking that they're the biggest, baddest companies and they can essentially boss any vendor around. And it's just like, well, you reap what you sow, right? Yeah, it, it's not like there's any sort of series of examples from this past year of companies proving that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause this, yeah, anyways. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like absolutely freaking crazy. And then, yeah, just, um, yeah, just, it's, it's, it's been, and then with this vulnerability right now, it's, uh, we have huge companies saying, well, yeah, we're going to have to turn our systems offline. It's like, well, number one, you don't have this thing installed. So tranquilo, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's my time off. Damn it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that, that's yeah. been. That's been my past few days, to say the least. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that we just did a huge hiring spree at my work in December. And we've never done that before. Yep. Oh, I yeah. was slammed all last week just trying to get stuff. And like everybody's like, well, I'm going to go on a winter vacation, but here's my list of X, Y, and Z. I'm like, well, thank goodness someone's working. Like, oh, I don't understand it. But yeah, it just seems like we're busy for the sake of being busy. No, we are. We 100 percent are. Let me tell you, the summer is typically a less busy time for us. Um, this summer, it was just the busiest. Like we have not yeah. stopped in 2021. It's been absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and and when you think about it, it makes sense, right? Like I deal with Fortune 500, 500 companies. These are companies who are trying to make up for 2020. So the pressure is yeah. on everybody. Uh, and the other thing that I'm seeing is just churn. The amount of churn is unfreaking real. And the software that we make isn't necessarily, it's not Microsoft Word. You need to be trained in this, right? So when yeah. there's large levels of churn, it's going to cost you, right? So then I, we are. I'm just going to, I'm trying to do a quick jump in for the audience. Not everyone knows what churn means. Yes. Like specifically you're talking about you're talking about turnover. staff turnover. Staff, staff turnover. turnover. It's just been absolutely crazy. Um and then not just like worker B staff. We're talking management. Like the amount of VPs that I've gone through with customers is just crazy. Not me personally, but like the customer um or contact person. Um and it's just crazy. And you know, and then corporate America being corporate America, like, you know, Phil, you working in IT. You know that there's always jokes about IT kind of um, creating positions for themselves, you know, uh, keeping themselves, yeah. you know, keeping themselves meaningful by any means necessary. Well, there's a new IT department around and that's called procurement. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the funny bit, right? Like right now, the battle that I'm fighting in a similar vein is why we get blamed for everything first. Yeah. Is IT. Well, oh. like it's human nature. Everything just comes in. The guys in IT broke it. Like, yeah. you know, like we we decided to willingly not submit paperwork. 
or adhere to the process. No, no, of course not. Not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a constant. I have to prove to them why technology didn't fail them and why their inability to work with it did. Right. Because exactly like you talk about, we have a whole bunch of systems that we support in our environment that you need to be trained for. Yeah. And the minute you learn, lose those people, the, the new people that they get don't get the training. Yep. And unfortunately, we constantly have to have the conversation that in IT, my relationship with, to the technology is different than your relationship. Yep. I have to maintain a server. I have to do the things that IT guys do. You guys go out and use it. So they make us the product experts and it's not really fair. And it almost sounds like that's a little bit of what's going on with you. Cause it's like, I know you're a little more sales engineer side or whatever, but it's just like everything gets laid on someone who's mm-hmm. willing to be there. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've like almost rage quit like five times in the past few days. Like it's just been absolutely unreal. Um, but you know, it's just like, but this is like, you know, going back and the reason why I'm starting the show with this is, well, I need to vent. And number two, um, it goes back <laughs> to the conversation that we were having a few weeks ago about the workforce, right? Like these are the pressures and these are new pressures that have never been accounted for and aren't going to be accounted for when it comes to, you know, compensation, when it comes to, you know, mental health, when it comes to a lot of stuff, right? Like just the absolute pressure on my little niche side of the world is un, and it's not even a small little side. Like some of the, where I see my technology is, it's very major stuff, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's just at the end of the day, it's just like, Man, it's just crazy right now, and the pressures are getting worse and worse and worse and worse for people. And it's just like you know, it's 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 like uh, you know to to um, to to borrow a a term from the show, "How I Met Your Mother." What is it? The the chain, the circle of scream. What is it, Phil? That's the problem. Oh, is they, is it's never is is that is their own device. They never end. It's like it's the pyramid of screaming. I mean the circle of screaming. Yeah. I mean the chain of screaming. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like and that's how it is right now, right? It's like the next person gets blamed, and the next person gets blamed, and the next person gets blamed, and it's just like at the end of the day, it's just like and then everyone is pissed off at each other, and it just leads to very awkward conversations, especially when you're in the vendor management side. You're like you're literally in the middle. You are hated by both sides, the vendor and your internal company, uh, because, you know, you're just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, keep keep the lights turned on sometimes. But, yeah, it's just crazy. So, anyways, yeah. Like well, I said. The, the, it, the big ahead, issue. Phil. Sorry, t- tagging on to that. We're all burnt out from the freaking uh, uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, working from home, working extra hours, losing vacation days, because what are you going to do? Stay at home? On your vacation? You know what I mean? And I see all kinds of mistakes and resentment being held in the workplace because people are burnt out. Like, and the companies aren't restaffing or backing you up. They're just saying, ah, you're keeping on going. Keep on going. Here's more. Right. And that's, I think we see that in the software world as well. I think that we, we can tie it into many things in our show that we discuss and care about as geeks. And it sucks. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people, like I would gamble 90% of people out there listening to the podcast, if not 100%, are feeling very similar. Yeah. 
to things at work right now. You know what? It's like, you know, it's funny that you even bring up the pandemic, right? Like 1500 plus. That's where we're at right now. 1500 plus and almost a six in Ontario and almost a 6% positivity rate. That's where we're at right now. And, and, and between just the pressures of life with everything going up in price with the outlook of, of everything costing, you know, just an insane amount. Like, you know, in here in Canada, we're, we're apparently to feed a family of four, it's going to cost $15,000 next year. Um, you know, between the pressures of work, the pressures of the pandemic, the that mental is, that health. That is only a thousand dollars more in the previous year. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just we we should. I yeah. just, I want. I'm just. I'm just trying to have us. I'm just trying to have the audience understand what you're saying. That's all I'm trying yeah. to yeah. keep going. So, long story short, short story yeah. long. Right now, I feel like it is the the eternal. This is fine meme with the doggo just sitting while everything is on fire. Mm-hmm. See. I have a funny riff on this because uh, we've talked about, you know, like I, I work for myself now and Q4 of 2021, pretty darn good. And Q1 of 2022 is already looking pretty darn good. And I got caught. Con- I have two job interviews next week for like full time jobs again. And I'm like, I mean, it's going to be a much easier job interview if I don't don't care. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, exactly. It, there's all these people now who like you can work for yourself and and n- not make as much money. Like I I 100% make less money, but also like I felt like crap on Friday, so I just didn't work. <laughs> like Yeah. Hey, to be your own boss and to be good at it, like good enough to be happy and not have to lose sleep at night. I think that's what we all want at some point in our lives. Well, that's what I think that I'm 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 kind of alluding to here is yeah. it's gotten so bad that so many people are like, nope, it's I don't even care. It's fine. Well that's I mean, we're seeing more people go that route, right? We're seeing a ton of people go this route. We're seeing a lot of people go yeah. on the contract route. Dude, I'm in, 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 in industries that I never thought that would really, really happen, you're seeing a lot of people go the self made route. Well, and I mean, honestly, like, I mean, the, the issue is, is like, it's just corporate America, especially, is it's, it's such a scam. And I don't mean it's a scam, like, like, not even to rail against capitalism, but just like, how many managers do you know that actually are like adding value, much less adding value commensurate to what their salary is? Well, the issue oftentimes is that managers... <sighs> you know similar to procurement similar to it they kind of try to justify their own existence somehow mm-hmm. well but uh, that's exactly what i'm saying but like all right how much like, like this thing you're doing like if, if you were to take it to the shareholder and be like look you have let's say six vps in this meeting their you know their annual salary is whatever like I almost guarantee, mid six figures mm-hmm. at least. Like so, they're hourly. Like this meeting alone is going to cost so much money. Yep. And these people, these people, ha- are going to have no idea what I'm talking about. They're going to have zero context to what any of this is going to be used for, 
And you know, mm-hmm. oh, I already know. Like they're gonna suggest, why don't we use Word? Why don't we use, yep. you know, you know, something so easy? And then, and then that's gonna open can up a huge can of worms. In a spreadsheet, can it yeah. be done in a spreadsheet? Exactly. They're, they're gonna. <laughs> All of this is what I'm saying. None of this is value added, right? Like that's the, the great claim, is that that good managers and good leaders add value. And, you know, t- to a degree, I can get behind that because I've worked with genuinely great leaders. Mm-hmm. But invariably, like, that only works for small teams. And as soon as you get these gigantic, gargantuan companies, like, I don't, the, the, the story that always brings me back to it is Steve Jobs versus right? Because Steve Jobs is, like, sexy. It's the story of the guy who came back yeah. and, like, he almost ran Apple to the ground again. Like yeah. without Tim Cook, Apple was would have gone bankrupt under Steve Jobs even time too. It was because Tim Cook was the one who wasn't sexy and just was like, "All right, no, no, I know the price for every single iPad." Mm-hmm. Well, that's I the know di- the price yeah. for every single screw. Yeah, and I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna pay attention to the details and empower the people to do stuff better. Yep. And I, I will say in my environment, my manager who actually has to run the procurement department, Boris, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, he's probably one of the best guys I've seen at our company in a long time. Yeah. yeah and he, he actually runs the team well and he keeps me sane, nice. which is a difficult task. And I've got to say, I've seen poor managers in our workplace, in our environment. And I thought that I was going to be fired at any point in time. Like I... Had, I was carrying a lot of day-to-day anxiety with the poor manager. Mm-hmm. And then I got a good manager, and guess what? My productivity went through the roof, and we started solving problems instead of maintaining problems. Because what can happen in these environments, in these corporate environments, is you start to not fix something and just resent it. So you just leave it a broken state, even though it's destroying productivity for everyone. Yeah. But it's like, eh, why should I care? My manager doesn't. Nobody else does. Then you find out there's a somebody comes along and goes, hey, why don't we change that? Who do we talk to? Why don't we ask questions? And I'm like, well, isn't that a novel idea? Hey, what's your career growth look like? Where do you want to be in five years? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, what are these questions? I haven't heard them in a long time. Yep. You know, the and the pandemic again, I think. Sure, a managerial change for us was a really refreshing thing and they got a good hire. But I think a lot of people are in that other mode that I was in and have been tagging that along if they're still in their corporate jobs, lucky bugger, Tyler. But they're they're still in their corporate jobs and hanging on to that anxiety day to day. And then when you deal with them, everybody's at their, they're already at their boiling point. There's no forgiveness anywhere. Well, and and I mean, you know, to bring it back to our, our usual stuff, I think we're seeing it especially in these creative industries mm-hmm. are are a bit of a bellwether or these these uh oh there's a good the, the creative professional, which is like creative professionals is a, is a big hint for anyone who has a level of expertise that like like Boris is saying you can't pull a random person yeah um and creative in that. It's it's not just um, you're not just doing rote work. Mm-hmm. So uh, an example is some lawyers are creative professionals. Like if you just do 
if you're just doing off the shelf wills and estates and like you don't do anything and you're really more of like you know you have that law degree important and and but really that law degree is backstopping and you're almost more of an accountant or a bookie right you're not engaging the same level of creativity versus like if you have to do big complex litigations you are engaging a modicum of creativity going on to animators to a lot of engineers to computer drivers and we're seeing it in the video game right of these these widespread like pushbacks on management and like it is i think it's in part because you know they look at someone like concerned ape who never has to work again because mm-hmm. he made one game yep uh, it, for the audience, people who don't know that he made Stardew Valley, which continues to sell, and mm-hmm. he does updates for free, and he is the only person who works in that game. Well, we saw it this week with Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. right? Like they fired a whole bunch of contract employees. That the rest of the employees said, "No, these are skill sets that they've they've learned the product, they've learned our routines." Yep. We're going to go demonstrate against this now. We're stopping yep. work again. Yep. You know, it's people have had enough. They're they're really tired of a lot of the stuff that's going on. A lot of these things are just really negative. But it's funny because like, you know, you're seeing every few months the Alan Moore and Alan Moore's daughter coming out and talking about why he's angry type of articles. And um it's not just in the creative space right now where that's really happening when you're becoming an Alan Moore and and an angry, bitter person, right? Towards the powers that be. It's happening everywhere right now. Um, you know, and, and before we get to yours guys' week, um <laughs> Australia is getting its first video game industry union. That's fucking mm-hmm. huge. That is fucking huge. Oh, and that's going to be, I mean, I think that this is the, um, I think this is the start of the dam breaking. Yeah. yeah. Some, it needed to start somewhere, right? Someone needed to yep. be first. Someone needs to create the blueprint. Someone needs to set the foundation. And this seems to be it. Um, so yeah, so the, uh, the, uh, the Game Workers Union Australia is going to relaunch as Game Workers Australia it's an all-new division of professionals, Australia, with the tiered membership package just for game workers. Uh, they say that by becoming a member of the newly formed Game Workers Australia, you'll become a formal trade union member of Professionals Australia and have access to support, services, solidarity that will help you at your workplace. I applaud yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. almost like... We've always had this option. Yeah, right. Burn it all down. Yep. Well, now that, speaking of which, this is this is a funny segue. <laughs> this is actually a very funny segue. I got some fan mail oh, last no. week. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Did they call me the N-word again? Uh, No, even better. We got called Pinko Commies. Woo! All right. Pinko Kami oh. number one. How's it going, Pinko Kami number two? Yep. Because apparently, apparently, our show was just about getting people to join a union. Wait. <laughs> Wait, so is this, like, was this an actual fan mail being like, how dare you be Pinko Kami's? Or is this being like, yeah, comrade, 
He's good. <laughs> no, it's 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 the it's the former. Ah, oh, all right. Wait, here I mean, here's my issue. Audience member, let's say, let's say that the market economy is the right way to do, things. and let's say that you know freedom of labor, freedom of you know you it's about a contract between two individuals, contract between a boss and an employee. Why the fuck can't the employees all get together and make a separate contract? Like, this is the thing that I've never understood, is to be against unions is inexorably to be against freedom of, of, of workers. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, wh- why can't they coordinate and, and get on the same page? Like, management does it. You think billionaires don't talk about how to, like, how to get employees to work for less? You think management doesn't have literal full conferences? That I've been to where they talk about like ways of talking to your employees so you don't have to pay them as much. Yep. 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 I, so that's I just at. I just think it's funny when it w- I would have to know more about the the actual fan mail uh, originator guy, person to know, you know, how funny it is. But <laughs> the thing is, is I just look at it and I go, most of the people that I think would listen to this show are probably regular lay people out there in the world just living their day and maybe listening to a podcast or something. And I'm thinking, we're probably the target audience that would like to be in a unionized environment because that would mean that we're all getting pay scaled, we're getting seniority set up, we're getting a lot of stuff that would benefit the employee. But the hilarious part is I don't think any of us do. We're getting we're just talking about it in a cerebral way. I mean, I if I were to get a gig with certain RPG companies, I'd be joining mm-hmm. their union. But also, like, I'm a member. Oh, no, I think I didn't pay my membership. I think I forgot my fees. I used to be a member of a couple of writers associations. And what? they're also unions. They're just, yeah. we're all freelancers. Yeah. And we just all agree to various things. But you made, and- you make so many compelling arguments every week as to why a creative type would want to be in a union. All right. It's not an endorsement of the union. It's the, it's as much as it's the endorsement about protecting yourself what? from predatory workplaces. So I can't believe that someone would sit there and go, you're all pinko commies when he's, you know, really saying, Oh man, I hope the predator employer gets like new fangs, like the one on the predator movie. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I think there's two major that. Is first of all, like pinko commie doesn't mean anything. Anymore. Like there yeah. are people in the states and in Canada who will call something communist, and it's like, what do you think communism? Is? Yeah. Uh, oh, like, I have this discussion with my eighty-year-old dad all the time. Right. Like it's 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 the, I have an inability to talk to a lot of people about politics, just because like their definitions don't make. Yep. Right. Like it, it, it's like, what do you mean when you say communism? Yeah. If you do, can't tell me what that means i don't know if i am or not by your definition and i'm very happy to like have conversations about this yeah yeah it's like today i was reading an article about um gordon ramsay and how his restaurant corporation is moving its headquarters from california to texas right um exactly 
the amount of companies moving to Texas is is, is, is it's, it's insane and and I just love reading the comments with people saying, yeah, because Texas knows how to treat your the companies. It's like, number one, it's a tax haven. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's Delaware 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Like, number two, you think that the employees are getting any benefits of these companies being in Texas? I would argue we we can demonstrate they have downsides. See, for example, the power outage. Yep. <laughs> See, yep. for example, fifty to a hundred Amazon workers might be dead. Jesus, that that in itself is just a crazy story, right? Like, I, I I think part of it is like people think that we are like unions are only good. There are no problems. I'm like, there are a hundred percent problems that can exist. It's anytime yeah. you have power structures, you have the capacity for corruption, you have the capacity for problems. But, I, right, like, if you look at the balance of, of, of unions versus corporate CEOs, one of these groups kills a lot more people. <laughs> you know what? I just love how, you know, through media manipulation, through just um, corporate manipulation and what what have you, how is it that some regular folks can actually side with these billionaires? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like how how weird is is your outlook when you're like, I want. The I relate more to, to the person who has zero in common with me. Than the person who is literally facing the same struggles I am, but fuck you if that person gets any help. Well, I mean, I can answer some of that question because this has been something that I've been grappling with and struggling with, and like everyone knows, my bugbear is like Elon Musk. Elon Musk is times person. Oh, don't even get me started with that. And it's like the dude has only like I bet. If I could take the time, I could prove he's caused at least a hundred deaths because of COVID. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, let's not even talk about the amount of civil wars he's probably started in Africa. Yes, (laughs) I meant like direct from his COVID, (laughs) like that alone. Not to mention, like you're right, like they don't, they don't people are just like it's it's. It's yeah, you're right. It's it's this this worship of them. Like there are people who I've been like, cult of Elon. Someone in my Twitter was talking about like, hey, Canada's talking about upping our billionaire tax, and this person was like, well, that's why we're never having Elon Musk. And I'm like, I I, okay, good. (laughs) I don't want the richest person in the planet who doesn't pay taxes not to pay taxes. That's insane. And they're like, but he's doing so much good, and I'm like, no, he's not. Like, he's just, he's not. But I think the other part of it is, like, you know, it, it is the result of, and I feel like I'm getting a little, a little tinfoil hat. We're getting a little Joe Rogan here, and I don't love it. But, like, we have the documents of a number of conservatives in think tanks working on this for about 60 years now and ensuring that we have this this great man view of history, right, of, like, we care so much about Steve Jobs, but we don't care about Tim Cook. We don't care about the countless engineers that work there. Yeah. 
We care about Elon mm-hmm. Musk. Don't care about the two people he bought Tesla from because he yeah. didn't found Tesla. Or he's not an engineer to that well, degree. Yeah. Well, and who's people ne- thinking that he like, you know, he he founded that company. Yeah. Pe- <sighs> <laughs> like he's literally there has never been a single demonstrated good idea he's. Had. Depends. Well, him. maybe Joe Rogan should be Time Man of the Year. Fuck. I mean, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Here we that go. That was my dog whistle. Come seen? on, man. So, so the thing is, is I cannot do a better critique of Joe Rogan than Tim Hediger did. <laughs> have y'all seen this? Yes, I have. I have such a oh, good you need video. To, you need to see this, Phil. Oh he my does, god. He he. So. As as a person who I don't act it, but like I am I am angry all the time. Like just white hot rage deep in my gut. Um and I think Tim Hediger shares that with me of just like I think he's so angry. And mm. he's just able to turn into art because it between this and his conservative comedian bit, it's just like, oh you you're angry in the world and I am there for. Awesome. So his latest bit is he has a video which is like very obviously making fun of Joe Rogan's podcast and podcast style. And then it's 12 hours long. Wow. Yeah. But it loops after, the, it loops after one hour and one minute. They just literally like, it's, but it's a seamless edit. And because oh. of like how meandering Joe Rogan's things are and how he'll be like, what, what about this other thing? And it's like you'll be they'll be talking about like let's talk about unionization. But what but what about like if you read this book about how like maybe energy is just how we all what our souls actually are. And because there's no cohesion to the thoughts, it's not structured. And it just kind of washes over you, right? And I think it's how a lot of people experience Joe Rogan. It's it's not <laughs> a thing you're supposed to like be able to like, oh, here's an argument that I'm gonna engage with. It's just this this mess of ideas. Like we're doing right now. I I said we're getting too Joe Rogany. I did. I did lampshade this. (laughs) Speaking of which, what about Joe Rogan being Man of the Year? (laughs) Speaking of which, on Friday I was out, (laughs) and and uh, I don't even know how this came about. Uh, A friend was asking me about like the podcast and how all the podcasting is going and uh this per- some random motherfucker turns around and says oh you make podcasts like joe rogan <laughs> yeah sure it's Fine. like joe rogan is now synonymous with podcasting i'm like no in my mind i would rather have podcasting synonymous with the call her daddy chick who has made millions of dollars talking about how she gives head yeah. good for her yeah, fantastic for her. I'm powered yeah. to her. She's actually hilarious. Yeah. She's like, she is actually I mean, a <laughs> lot smarter than people think she is. It's unreal how oh, smart Alex Cooper is. Almost always. A hundred percent. It's like um, uh, uh, Nicole Byer. My partner loves Nicole Byer, who's a comedian. And part of her bit is it's a character where she's not very smart. Mm-hmm. And I don't like I don't love that presentation style. It's just not for me. But like Nicole Byer is not a dumb person. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Nikki Glaser, right? With her matter of fact 
type of presentation to everything, including her podcast. Uh, but Phil, yeah. this is this is this is the world we live in, guys, where people think if you have a podcast, you're trying to be like Joe Rogan. Like, no, no. Number well, one, it was I Kevin can understand Smith. that to a degree. You know, like in the sense that Joe Rogan made all those headlines when he signed with what Spotify, yeah. exclusive, right, and whatnot, and then people were like, "Oh, that's the money you want, man. That's that's Rogan money." Have you seen right? the contract yeah. that that Pat McAfee just recently signed for his podcast? No, Pat McAfee, former Good. kicker, a fucking kicker in the NFL. Now a part-time commentator at WWE has signed oh. a seven-figure deal for his podcast for because him. of uh, some uh, betting thing or some something or other. I, I don't have the details exactly, and I'm not going to look them up. It's not important. Point is, I think he's making $30 million a year on his podcast. Some fucking power to him. Yeah, but. well, I'll bet he doesn't tell people to drink horse tranquilizer or dewormer <laughs> that's a i tuned joe rogan out completely after that like after all that covid stuff I was you know like, that we've been recording oh no we've been recording for 40 minutes already <laughs> i know that's why i keep on looking over going yeah we're joe roganing this show we, look it's this is just the joe oh rogan my god episode. this is the it's canon podcast experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go fuck it is <laughs> See, see, listeners, this is what happens right before Christmas. We lose our shit. This is this is, this is two years. This is two years straight. <laughs> Speaking but of then which, these fuckers, this is their these are their favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah, this one okay, will Number one, don't call our listeners fuckers. <laughs> They called me a pinko commie, and I've been called the N-word by our listeners. <laughs> you can send all hate I have gotten... to show yeah, no. at com. That's show hey, you at com. We need to talk about who won that goddamn definition contest. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So that's what I was doing when I saw this email. I oh, just God. threw you off. <laughs> Completely threw Little me off. Man. We check our mail quite frequently, everybody. <laughs> this is Boris admitting to, you know that contest you ran back in September? Number one, I, I never agreed to this. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that uh, you don't support us taking initiative? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Boris is like, hate with managers over manage. Anyways, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, but if you guys do something, you have to go till the end. I, I should not intervene. We just, need, we just need access to the email. You could have used your own email. But I don't yeah, want yeah, them yeah. to have my email address. That's why we have a show email. I, I, Both I of you have an email address. I want the hate mail I get to be organized into stuff about my writing, stuff about my podcasting, or stuff about me being an asshole on the internet. Tyler at itscanonpodcast.com. You can send all hate mail to Tyler at itscanonpodcast.com because that is in real email address that exists. 
also phil at itscanonpodcast.com exists you dumb fuckers <laughs> you have to send the screenshots of the setup again <laughs> i never got it yeah, okay he has Which a point we're gonna ask boris we're gonna i ask was never boris told the- this email existed we're going to have to ask Boris 13 times to reset the password as well <laughs> to have Boris never do it. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, Boris, you could have used your own email, and I'm like, I'm not using my writing email for that. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. lord. Oh, my lord. Oh, That's my where lord. I get yelled at about other stuff. <laughs> God, I we gotta just- keep the people we just yelling needed Tyler separate. to feel like the management stress that we all have. I was <laughs> like, I, I quit everything. I just work at it's fine. Don't do this. <laughs> Look, I smoked 14 pounds of bacon this weekend. It's fantastic. Not a euphemism, listeners. Oh, no. oh my god, I thought it was going to be 14 pounds of weed. Like, How are you alive? I think... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, building a, a greenhouse though building a greenhouse as soon as the weather clears up that's gonna be what awesome what is for we'll have to see that's gonna be awesome I am, uh, I am, I am. where do you li- oh, we'll talk offline <laughs> give me your give us your address Tyler <laughs> it's on air <laughs> no <laughs> secondly I will give a clue of because I think we'll all get a kick out of this, and this is the right level of energy for this episode. Of when we were looking at buying this house, uh, we looked at like, all right, worst case scenario, global warming. Where is the water level? And the water level still doesn't reach our house, and that is very important when you live near the coast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. It's phenomenal. It's like, yeah. So we are at like the top of a hill, and it's phenomenal because it's like, yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario, global scenario global warming uh main highway is gone downtown is gone your house is fine the back road is fine you can still make it to halifax to the airport and the air and the water tyler's go bags are brought to us by tyler's go bags this week (laughs) no man i have been look i was saying to a friend earlier today i have been prepared for the breakdown of of the world yeah, for a while. I ha- I have been making wine and mead. I have 280 bottles in the wine cellar over there. Mm-mm-mm. So I have, basically all you're going to be doing is Serrano drinking ham. wine, drinking wine, and, and eating, eating bacon. smoked bacon. Yeah. In the, I during the apocalypse. I bought a full pig this year. Jesus, I love it. I made, I, we made sausage. <laughs> I remember We had a phenomenal chorizo. Not a euphemism. Lucky. It's tough. I, I, I was I was excited about like seeing what we watched this week. <laughs> Speaking of which, you guys are so lucky that this list was out, wasn't out when I made choice for our Christmas show. Because as oh, you remember, God. our Christmas show this year, being released on the twenty fourth or twenty fifth, is going to feature three movies where we're just going to be discussing, having fun, drinking some beers. Uh, The choices, Tyler has gifted us Pig. I have gifted them the Gremlins. And uh, Phil, what's yours again? Labyrinth. Oh, I don't know. It's written somewhere. I don't remember everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know. Anyways, I, mean, I think we can watch two out of the three on Disney Plus. Yeah, well, that's not uh, isn't yours Gremlins. on Crave? That on Gremlins isn't on Disney Plus. I thought it was. Oh, it isn't. Oh, wow. no. Labyrinth isn't because that's <laughs> you just like. <laughs> Anyways, so the worst movies of 2021, according to Metacritic, has come out. Yeah, some of these look amazing. Uh, I'm just going to go through the list real fast. You guys stop me if you've even heard of any of these. Rock All right. Uh, Naked Singularity, starring John Boyega, Olivia Cook, Bill Sarsgaard, and Ed Skrun. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. I need to watch this. <laughs> Dude, you should what just see. So bad. You should just oh see my God. the poster. Oh. It's amazing. No, I'm John Boyega. At it. I need okay. to watch this movie. It is. It is John. It is like trying to do a like acrylic paint style, kind of, but then like gives up. Yep. It's like an '80s, like like an '80s Asian action flick. Yep. Wow. You know John what Boyega it- has a katana. You know what the what it reminds me of? Just from the description, not not even just from the script, just from the poster, I should say. Uh, Peter Weller's movie, The Adventures of Buckaroo Bunzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Oh I my God! I almost picked that as my movie for us to watch. I love such that a, movie. Such a bananas movie. I love yeah. that movie. But there's another movie that came out around the same time called Ice Pirates. That one made a big impression on me as a kid because it was the only video I could rent at a birthday party. So I tried to make it work, and it's a terrible movie. The Ice Pirates. You can watch it. The Ice Pirates came out in 1984. Stars are... We gotta move through, otherwise this is gonna be like a three-hour episode. Sorry. Um, (laughs) All right, number 19, (laughs) The Affair. So, uh, no, we, number we, 18, we, no, really Home quickly? Sweet Home no, you Alone. Stop. You gotta stop. I've already seen The Affair. <laughs> really? I have to talk. No, no. I, I, I need you to drop for a second because I went through it and I'm like, oh, fuck. I've seen like half of this. <laughs> <laughs> what the the hell, Affair. Man? Yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We got sold on lesbian period for the affair we were like yeah come on okay hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on when you say lesbian period piece you need to clarify what you mean i don't have to clarify a goddamn thing (laughs) no it takes place in 1930s czechoslovakia it's two women who are in love with each other and angst ensues we didn't finish it (laughs) oh my gosh hopefully they did Next movie, <laughs> Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> also saw it. <laughs> wow. Oh, you and watch it, this? It's so bad. Instead of this, where it ejects the concept of the Home Alone movies and makes the kid the villain, let's talk about Home Alone 3, where the villain is North Korean spies. Yes, yes. All right. I did watch number 17, Awake on Netflix. You watched it too, clearly. No, I didn't. Uh, Wow. I think between the three of us, we've watched a lot of this list. I was going to say, I think we've watched the entire goddamn list between three of us. I think we're in trouble. (laughs) Number 16, Thunder Force. It was that uh, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Olivia Spencer, Octavia Spencer. I started watching that and I gave up. Yeah, okay. (laughs) 
15, I, Yakuza Princess. No. I'd watch uh, it just based off the title. 14, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I, I watched it. Um, I will say I went in knowing this is an atrocious movie. I, the first one's like, I, I will put on bad movies while I write. Like, for noise. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a sweet spot to, to the theory of, of movies to watch while work. Of if it's too bad, it's distracting. This movie was distracting. Okay. Wow. Okay. Number 13 like, actually looks like something I would watch, and I just love the description. It's called A Week Away. Listen to this. This musical takes place at a Christian summer camp. A teen who has a run-in with Johnny Law finds himself falling for the daughter of the guy who runs the place. If you love High School Musical, but only have Netflix, this still probably isn't the movie for you. I love that description of this, for this article. Wow. Ash is going to make it. It's on our <laughs> list. <laughs> to be no. fair, we're not going to be watching it sober, but we're going to watch that. Uh, number 12, The Starling. Number 11, this I think we all watched this. The Reckoning. Uh, number 10, this... Diana, The Musical. Oh, God. Number 9, Infinite, with Mark Wahlberg and Chiwetel Ejiofor. This is a... Uh, so, what, what, why does... Wait, does Chudel Ijafor owe a bunch of money to people? Because he will do just anything. Yeah, he, he's going the Nick Cage route. Him and uh, right. what's-his-face? Um, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony Mackie. My number, understanding was Anthony Mackie. Number eight, Blythe Spirit. True love oh. never dies. Number so seven. This, okay, go ahead. Okay. Yes, this? No, we need to talk about this movie briefly because this movie's bananas. Because, yeah, just it's just a man who's haunted by his ex-wife. Uh, we watched it starring Dan Stevens and Dame Judi Dench. And, like, they're good actors. And it's just a bad movie. It's it just sounds so like the Witches of Eastwick to me. No, because it, it's, no, it's trying to do a different kind of comedy. Yeah. Number seven, The Misfits, with uh, Pierce Brosnan, Tim Roth, <laughs> Nick Cannon. Number six, Breaking News in the in Yuba Country, County. Started it, couldn't finish it. <laughs> uh, number five, American Skin. I watched this. <laughs> Again. This so, film but... tackles very serious issues in America. Justice is finally on trial. Critics found it to be overly preachy and at times manipulative. I interesting take. Uh, number four, Midnight in the Switchgrass, starring Megan Fox, Bruce Willis, and Emile Hirsch. I'm not shocked Bruce Willis is on a movie on this. Bruce list. Willis. Does not like so Bruce Willis famously like doesn't. Yeah. Like famously like maybe he's on set. Yeah. This movie allegedly takes place over the course of like four or five days. He doesn't even. It's just the same outfit. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. 
uh, Megan Fox is just oh, everything's a mess. Everything's a mess. It it tries to be about like sex crime and stuff, and like it it doesn't know what it wants itself. Yeah. Number three, the virtuoso, starring Anthony Hopkins. Number two, Music, a film by Sia. And the worst movie of the year, according to Metacritic, with a score of 22 with 14 reviews, Vanquish, starring Morgan Freeman and Ruby Rose. I'm glad to say that I've probably only watched one or two of those. So we need to read the quick plot of Vanquish. Ruby Rose stars as a mother with a dark past who worked as a Russian drug courier. However, a retired cop takes her daughter hostage and forces the mother to take out violent gangsters. Right. That was really dug into something. Yeah. Woof. Woof. All I can say. Yeah. To say the least. Anyways. Oof. Phil. How how are you? How, how's everything going? Jack, good. You know, stomach flu this afternoon seems to be recovered. But one show that, guys, I've been meaning to bring up that I'm watching it. I always forget it on my list. And I'm mm-hmm. religiously watching it every Sunday right now. And that is a animated show called Blade Runner Black Lotus. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's out now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, it's yep, coming yep, out, yep. It comes out weekly. I bought this season on uh, Google. So it just pops up in my uh in my YouTube every Sunday. And it's I gotta good? say I like it. But I like the Blade Runner universe and I like that they're I trying to tell a story. Have you, have you read the comics? No. They're better than they have any right to be, but they're also written by the same guy who wrote twenty forty nine. Oh, okay. Well this one this one's taking place from what I can tell between the regular Blade Runner and 2049. So it's already introduced one of the characters that I thought was an interesting, quirky character in 2049. I remember the guy that looked at the wooden horse. He's kind of one of the main protagonists in this mm-hmm. doc. The the comics, some are before even the first Blade Runner, and some are between the Interesting. I, they're quite good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's it's all about a, a power play plot by the rich and elite um, who are hunting skin jobs, like doing a, a doll hunt is what they call it. Ooh. And it's they hunt down female replicants that are programmed to not fight against humans. And this girl, Black Lotus, I you know, very early on, she figures out that she's a replicant and she's able to fight back. So she's taking it upon herself to uncover this evil enterprise that's exploiting. Sounds like Ghost in the Shell. A little bit, man. That's kind of what it reminds me of. A little mm-hmm. bit. Wait, yeah. a show that took its inspiration from a show and they're similar to each other? Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up, Tyler. Imagine that. And that is, <laughs> it, it is one of my favorite animes, as you guys all know. Yeah. I love Ghost in the Shell, but but yeah, it gives me that vibe, and it's something new. So it's even animated, it's, like um, one of the Ghost in the Shell sequels. 
I like it. I've seen just one episode yeah, so one far. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it takes a while. It it they're landing twenty minute episodes each week, so they're obviously taking in commercials and stuff. So it takes a while to get a cartoon, establish the universe, and mm-hmm. you know actually get into the storytelling. So I think we're six episodes in right now, and this week began the end of the Expanse for me. Oh yeah. So season six of the Expanse is on. Yes. Netflix one week at a time. I started watching it and I started getting those emotional feels and had to stop because I was like, you know what? It's going to be tough. Six episodes, season six. And I think there's going to be tears. But first episode was okay. And Tyler, I did watch Pig last week in preparation for our show. And I will say I had feelings. That movie hollows you out, eh? Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would do on me. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm looking forward to your analysis of it because I went way deeper into m- my own feelings about certain things than I thought I should, and I it definitely ruined a, a day on my weekend because of a dream I had. Oh, and then I had to deal good. with the repercussions, and then I just now realized that that dream was because of that movie. <laughs> so. That's <laughs> Sticking on the expanse, the last book of the series also came out last week. Or, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, November. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be two weeks. It was the 30th. Yeah, so almost yeah. exactly. And that had an ending. Yeah. That was. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing in the TV show to end it. Like, I'm behind on the TV show. But uh, this ended. <laughs> this ended. Well, I think if, uh, and I'm, I'm catching up on the books, I believe season six is actually book six okay. of the, the nine books because the last three books have a big time jump. Yeah. So like 40 years. Yeah. So like they don't want to go there with the actors. And trying to draw that plot line close, but I'm sure you're going to see it reprised at some point. Mm-hmm. And the last three books become three seasons. They they also do talk about how like you know it is a, it is a part of that series that like technology is getting better, so people are aging a lot. Right, because technically, like I mean, th- the show is also time compressed. The first three, I think, the first three books are actually like a 15 year. Right. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Phil? You want to report on, talk about, chat? You know what? I, I watched. I watched another cartoon, another anime. Oh, you know what I did? I watched Arcane. Arcane. Uh-huh. I watched. The, yeah, I watched the first episode, an hour long, and uh, I, I look forward to watching more. I just, you know, was just like, okay, my eyeballs had a lot of battles last week with what was trying to get in front of them. But uh, the one thing that stood out to me that links to the Expanse is the woman who plays Avasarla. In the Expanse, voices a character in Arcane. Yep. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's bloody brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. like, what a unique, distinct voice that is. And it, it went well with the animation and everything. I was really, you know, I, I appreciated that. I was just like, good for her. Yep. So, you know yeah. I, you know uh, I that was on- about it for me. You know, and, and Halo Infinite. Oh, my God. Yes. 
Um, uh, yeah, we're yeah, going to talk about the Game Awards one. in a little bit. Uh, what I do want to bring up is, I think I have a new favorite show, at least for now. <gasps> oh, yeah. you guys would probably guess what it is. It came out last Friday. HBO Max and Crave. No, nothing. No, and I'm just like that. The new Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. They've done well. I feel. I feel like I could turn this into a E now talk or something like that, but with the breadth of scope that we've covered. But what really bothered me about that, that whole Sex and the City sequel, was apparently Mr. Big dies in the episode because... What's that? Like instantly. Yeah. Yeah, he he rides his Peloton bike and dies, and Peloton shares dropped 11.5% the next day. So much so, they had to film a commercial... With the actor in under well, 40 they, hours as a PR thing. And Ryan Reynolds. Yep. And another one with Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Yeah, and they hired Ryan Reynolds' PR firm to record a commercial with Mr. Big to prove that he's alive. But they also got an actual doctor to issue a comment on his passing. And the doctor had to illustrate the fact that he was smoking cigars and drinking cocktails and leading a very dangerous lifestyle and not consulting a doctor before getting onto a big routine on the cycle. So basically, my takeaway from all of that is I should stay away from a Peloton. But this is the thing. I don't know how people equate what happened in a show to an 11% stock decrease. That's well, dude, the, the same happened. The same happened with, um, what are those crock pots called? Uh, oh, that Instant was a pressure pot. cooker, wasn't Ninja. it? Oh, no, Ninja. no, no, no. Um, Instant pot. No, not Instant pot. It's Tesla stuff. stocks. Every time Elon fucking talks. <laughs> Dogecoin. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. One of those, one of those crockpot companies. Uh, when This Is Us showed how the father died because of a, a malfunctioned crockpot. Is that actually? Oh. Ha- I swear to fucking god. Yes, this is the it, worst fucking timeline. <laughs> legit, legit. Are the company sh- had to issue a statement. It, like it was a thing that happened a few years ago. Oh God! Have either of you watched Hit Monkey? Hit Monkey. I just bought my yeah, little nephew some. Lego it's a Marvel there. show. Yeah. It's starring Jason Sudeikis and George Takei. It is bananas. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I am on episode five of ten, and I don't know how I feel about this show. Yeah. Yeah. The pitch is that a monkey, Jason Sudeikis plays an international hitman. He dies and his ghost is haunting a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) I just bought my five-year-old nephew Lego of this shit. (laughs) No, that's not at all related to it. (laughs) It's Monica. I know. That's a different line of Lego. That's what made me laugh. It's like, (laughs) a haunted Lego chimpanzee. 
<laughs> nah, he's like a Japanese snow monkey, whatever they're called. Oh, yes, yes. Oh. Anyways. It is, uh, the animation style is very well done. And some of the jokes are it. like, oh, red hot. I'll check it. Last Speaking year, of... you gave me Auntie Donna. So, pay, paid monkey. I gave you what? Auntie Donna. Yeah. yeah so. It was around this time last year, too. I think it was like one year ago today, to be honest. Anyways, um, what else are you doing? Watching, reading, playing with uh, Tyler? Have you have either of you seen Primal? Yes. I'm late to no. that party. But I don't know. It is a it is a it is an aggressive maneuver to have an animated television show and have your first line of dialogue in episode ten. Yeah. Wow. That's that is it's the same guy who created Samurai Jack, so he's got like he's got some chops. Oh wow. But yeah, it's really good. It's uh like a like a Cro Magnon, caveman dude, and dinosaurs. Yep. Only mm. 10 episodes are out so far, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Primal. Primal. All right. And Hawkeye, move. which is it's good. Yeah, we're going to talk about a Hawkeye in a second. Just, just a we'll talk little. about that at the end, Hawkeye. I'm yeah. just yeah, saying. Yeah. It's also what I've been watching. It's been pretty good. I, I've been, been watching good. it. It's been pretty good. We, we are still working out. I want to talk about the Infinity Saga check-in really quickly. So okay. this is the that like the full yeah, Infinity the full, War set of yeah. movies edited in order. First of all, it reminds you how good and how bad some of the different movies are and some of the juxtaposition. Right. And some of the stuff feels a lot better presented this way. Right. Like Trevor Slattery as the Mandarin lands a lot better. Mm. And I think part of it is because everything feels so wackadoodle. And it just it brings you down for a grounding really quick before yeah. you then take off into the Infinity War banana. Right. right. Exactly. That makes and sense is, to me. It is very much like kind of your last check in with anything resembling normal. Right. Is Iron Man three. Mm. And <laughs> Winter Mandarin. Soldier to a bit. But yeah. that final fight of Iron Man three, rewatching it, oh, that's got some clunky stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you how some of the movies have aged. I mean, we so we just we just started Thor 2 today and oh shit. That the opening scene in Thor 2 is so bad. Yeah, I, I remember that. The, the fight choreography is garbage. I mean, part of it honestly is like watching this again, you remember part of why Avengers hit so hard like the first one Mm. and how you know criticisms exist for joss whedon but that first avengers movie i don't know who else could have done it as well it for what it was at the time um i don't think a lot of other people could have like you you know even if you were to have the rousseau brothers like try it they wouldn't have hit it. They wouldn't have hit it. The reason why they did well is because they were given a formula to play with. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the only other people that I think that could have even touched it are the Wachowskis. Maybe. I, I, Just from a being, hive mind, no. like from a, you know, from a technical, how do we get so many people in so many stories into this movie? They had, I think they have oh, a great ability of doing that. And no, I know. I'm just trying to explain where I'm coming from. Yeah. 
I'm trying to yes and because also being like rewatching Thor one like first of all the court they, they have before Avengers they have no idea what to do with Thor for fight yeah like it looks like he just kind of looks like and just it looks like ass. and like that fight against the destroyer looks bad yeah I can imagine and that fight against Loki at the end is just it's gibberish versus like Avengers like Thor looks good Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also, there are remember, so like, many one-liners in that Avengers that just yeah, yeah. But there's like all those movies around that time were terrible. Like the Hulk kicked it all off, right? And it's Iron Man kicked it all off. No, the Hulk. the The first Hulk movie because there were two. The first one yeah. isn't. It doesn't count. No, but the one with uh, Liv Tyler. That is that, that is, is the, the first f- one third movie chronologically yeah and yeah. publication wise oh is it the third yeah, okay, iron man sorry. one and two hmm? wow. I mean, one of the funny things though is uh, uh didn't know that um <laughs> a thing that, that that lands extra good in this version is also uh how much that one week is insane in the marvel universe because mm. within their own chronology the edward norton live tyler hulk movie Cap waking up, Thor 1 and Iron Man 2 are like a Monday through the following Wednesday spell. Wow. Right? Like, it's like, it's like Iron Man 2 is like the Wednesday through Saturday, and Hulk is like the Monday through Wednesday. And Crazy. Thor is like, it's like the, I think it's like the Tuesday through. It's so wow. weird, and you're jumping around a lot, and the person has a lot of good edits, because you'll have great bits of, like, Edward Norton being like, wow, it's just really hard trying to live this, and then it's like, smash cuts to Tony, just drunk as a skunk, you're like, oh yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. It oh, also kind of gives credence to why um, he was left with Natasha and Hawkeye, basically, because they were dealing with other shit at the same time. It, it, yeah, it, it also, like I've said before, it changes a little bit of the feeling of who the main characters are. Like, Captain Marvel being introduced earlier and Black Widow being introduced earlier helps them both a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it, it, it really doubles down on both. Uh, uh, it doubles down on Winter Soldier, Cap, and Iron Man being this core three. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. Very cool. Sense. All right. It's also funny because the number of scenes that we hadn't seen before, and every once in a while you'll get a scene where the effects are just lower because it was, it was a cut. Yeah. Ah. Cut or deleted okay. scene. So, like, there'll be the explosion, but it won't have the full CGI touch up. And some of them are really good. Like, there's where? a lot that was cut from Iron Man 3. I'm not saying it makes it a good movie, but you're like, oh, you cut a lot of yeah, stuff that like, helped tie things together. But then it would have been like three and a half hours, and it still wasn't. Yeah. And where are you watching this? I. Okay. Gotcha. Thing. Um, yeah. You gotcha. have to get it from yeah. certain people. For sure. Gotcha. I can send you. How, a I was going to say, how big is it? It is. Yeah, I'm thinking how huge. Eight gigabytes. Well, that's not that bad. I I think I only have. I think it's only seven twenty. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, you know what? 
send me a, a, the name after because I'll I'll, I'll Wait, make sure it lands. I can't. Say, you will not find it off of the name. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. It is like you need an invite oh. to get access to the files, kind of thing. I have been in some weird places on the internet. Wow, interesting. Speaking okay. of weird places of the internet, Spider-Man: yeah. Far From No Way Home comes out this Thursday. Far That's From No fun. Way Home. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so done with this week, <laughs> and it's only Monday. <laughs> it's only Monday. Oh man. <sighs> Thursday yeah, it's can't Spider-Man come soon week. Enough. Yeah, Thursday can't Spider-Man come soon week. enough. I'm watching it on Thursday with Andrew. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, nice. Yeah. Double All mask. Right. Yeah, I'm going to double a lot of stuff. Um, Game Awards. Game Awards was on Thursday. I don't know why I said that, guys. I'm sorry. Um, Game Awards was on Thursday. <laughs> the friction of the two of them wears them out, and you get a hole. <laughs> it's not a good call. Don't do it. <sighs> Lordy, Lord, 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 Lord. Content creator of the year was Dream. Um, best indie debut was Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, I love how Tyler literally just got up and walks away. <clears throat> I don't know. He might be hitting the washroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Kena. Kena. It's a good game, by the way. I was happy to see them win an award. Yep. Uh, best action adventure I called it was Metroid Dread uh, best action game I th- no I said Deathloop I think uh, it was Returnal yay Good Returnal game. best VR AR went to Resident Evil 4 innovation and accessibility went to Forza Horizon 5 best multiplayer it takes 2 Yeah, we uh, called that one. Yep. Yeah, you uh, called most of them. I, that was know, a very I, much. Dark. I'm skipping all the esports because yeah. because of reasons. Uh, best sports racing, Forza Horizon Five. Obviously, I'm not shocked. Uh, best sim strategy game, dude. I can't believe we were both wrong on this one. Age of Empires yeah. Four One. I can't believe yeah. it beat up Microsoft Flight Simulator. I can and I can't, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that afterwards because I'm like, my friend still plays a heck of a lot of Civilization. And I'm like, these sim, the sim market's weird. Like, yeah. it is. It's weird. Best what? family you game? Like- Surprised me because Nintendo didn't win this. It was It Takes Two. Yeah. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. Clean. Uh, let me see, because my, uh, my internet now has just decided to crap out. Uh, best community support, Final Fantasy XIV. Best mobile game, Genshin Impact. Best indie game, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Best ongoing game, called this one, Final Fantasy XIV Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, games for impact. Life is strange. True colors. Oh, yeah. Uh, best performance. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dermisco in Resident Evil Village. Again, not surprised. Uh, best audio design. Forza Horizon Five. 
uh, best score, uh, near replicant version, yada, 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 which again, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Marvel's guardians of the yeah. galaxy didn't win. Uh, best art direction. I don't know if those count a lot of the time. Sorry. I was saying all of those count a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, best art direction. Deathloop. Uh, best narrative. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Best game direction. Deathloop. Game of the year. It takes two. Mm-hmm. That was a... They had a good night. To say the least. Yeah. I told so you I, we watched uh I watched it. I watched James play on, on one 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 more astronaut on Twitch, our friend right. James. Yeah. Um He played a lot. Yeah, he did for a little bit. It's interesting because what's that? I said he did for a little bit. Yeah, he did for a little bit. Um it was interesting to uh to see how much these games were brought to you by Microsoft in particular. Mm-hmm. They seem to be doing a lot of advertising there and a lot of good advertising. I'll say the one thing that I commented to Boris a little bit about was I, I'm sure it's happened in the past, but I've never seen it so blatantly done was giving away free game codes during the commercials, like yeah. just scrolling thousands of free game codes during the commercials was kind of nut bar and hilarious because they were, you know, Beth Seda was apologizing for basically how they operate as a company. And they're like, here's some free game codes. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it was just wild to see the, the humor. And, yeah. um, and you know, they were obviously swinging at the fences with halo yeah. and all that they had to offer as a company with game pass and everything. So yeah. the big, the big winner was that. And the Amazon Luna had a lot of fingerprints. Yeah, they did. Interestingly enough, like, you know, this is, but, but this is where I've, I'm like, what the fuck is Google thinking? This is when you invest in, in advertisement. This is when you get yeah. your message over. I agree. I think that that was a missed opportunity by Stadia. But I, you know, I go back and forth on this, whether or not they're, they're thinking it's a viable product. But just the other day, we hit our hundredth game for this year. So I love you say we. It's. You're like Venom. Well, Stadia did. Yeah, Stadia did. So I'm like, they're living up to the promises they made the community, and I'm in the community, so therefore I'm a we at that point. But <laughs> I also have a we about, oh, a we we about Halo Infinite last week and the debauchery that was its launch. Oh yeah, yeah, you you were you're ranting about studios. it. Yeah, like ultimately, overall, hey, look, I got the game. And I didn't pay a cent for it. So I can't be rage, man. I wasn't going to jump on Twitter and say anything. But it was frustrating how they tell you the game's coming out. Tell you the game's coming out. Like every other game, preload now, preload now, preload now. They even had preload buttons on uh, Game Pass. Like I'm like, okay, I guess it's in. There's 18 gigabytes. Well, the 18 gigabytes was for the multiplayer. That launched like two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. So then they like, first of all, it didn't launch at midnight. So you had to wait until one o'clock EST. And I go, ah, I shrug my arms and I say, it's their product day. It's their product launch day. They can choose what time they launch it. 
you know, I have to respect that. Okay. Like I'm really trying hard to like beat, not beat up three for three on this. And then it launches at one o'clock and it's a 24 gigabyte download. And you're just like, wow. So, you know, depending on your internet speed, another couple hours before you get your hands on it and whatnot. Overall, the product's pretty good. It runs pretty well. Um, I've been playing through the first player campaign and it definitely feels like Halo. They've they've got the music down right and whatnot, but it's just I, it's a bit underwhelming, I guess, because you wait so long for it to get here or to complain about it and or play it or whatever people's angles are. And I'm like, okay, well, I played it the first night and I'm like, ah, I guess I gotta pick it back up and try to play through it. It's really just Halo One. That's all it is. It's back on the Halo. And a really straightforward, so far, straightforward storyline. Right. But Halo's back. Like Halo's back. Say. Good for them. I think they, they now introduced that they're going to put Team Slayer in the multiplayer again. <laughs> you release that product and you don't release the classic modes. I'm like, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm, Good for them. Whatever floats their boat at this point, right? Like, it's who knows? It's it's out. It's working. Apparently, it's atrocious on PC. Really? Mm-hmm. I would say that they did, like, the sound design, everything's a mess on PC. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad, but it's bang on for the, for the console, so. And on your S, it runs fine, obviously, because you're kind of streaming it, right? <clears throat> No, you're, you're, you're downloading, downloading it. You download it. Game. You download it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, I don't know if you can stream. I'm just starting to play around with the streaming on the S. It's because they only have 70 games and they're still with the beta tag. Yeah. So I'm really worried. Like, I don't want to push it too much because I, if I get super critical of it, it's a beta. Like, I can't do that. And so. you're using an S. Like you I'm using an S, but well, it doesn't matter if you're streaming. Hey, Sorry. Hey, yeah. look at this. Like, look at it this way. Forza Horizon 4, I played that game every week. When I played it on my Xbox, the previous version, the S model, it would take, it was literally start game, go get a coffee. That's how long the load times were. If you went from your house onto the street, grab another coffee. Safe to say. All right, like, I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. It was a long time. I get the S version of that. Load times, five seconds or less. It's SSD. I'm like, holy crap. Still like that. My friend is playing Horizon 5. He has load times. I don't. Shit works. 60 frames per second, okay. Maybe it's at 1080p, 60 frames per second. I don't freaking care. It looks good. And it Mm -hmm. feels good. So... You know, Xbox Series S, that and Switch are the big sellers this year. Yep. Well, those are the so, ones people can find, uh, right? Yep. I get it. Well, the Switch, but yeah, I guess there's trouble with the OLED, but people are just buying the Switches as they always do. <laughs> people are going to switch it up, right? Like, all right. So, um, Let's talk about Hawkeye. So anyone who has watched Hawkeye can keep listening. If you haven't, pause, get yourself caught up, and then hit play again. We're on episode four. 
partners, am I right? I fucking love this episode. This episode had a charm to it that I absolutely adored. Tyler is nodding yes. Phil now is I'm nodding right, yeah. yes. Now yeah, he's violently nodding yes. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it, was a, it like I enjoyed the last week's episode. It's yeah. Good. It's just a good show. It's just a fun show. Two more episodes. Uh again, you know what I'm what, what I'm liking is how e like it's an easy watch. The story isn't crazy. They're not trying to twist and turn you like they did with uh, 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 Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's a very, fairly straightforward story. Yeah, it is. And it's it's got its, it's explaining itself well. You don't have to be dug in at all into the Marvel Universe in order to enjoy watching this. I think. All right. Question for the two of you, and now I'm gonna get, it's a multiple choice. A, B, or C. Who is the uncle? A. Is it Kingpin? Are we, or are we going to manifest ourselves here? So A. Is it Kingpin? B. Is it uh, Kate's dad? Or C. None of the above. Tyler, what do you think? I'm pretty sure it's Kingpin. Yeah. That's where my money is. Yep, same here. Could be it could be Mephesto, you're right. <laughs> it could be C. But uh, I, I just think that it makes it's more Kang. sense. I think it makes more sense if it's Kingpin because I think it's it's about that time that Marvel starts bringing these characters in and secondly and they, with the whole daredevil thing i'm like oh kingpin like so here's my thing. thing also this episode comes out on wednesday right which is what the 15th right mm -hmm. we're seeing a yeah. street level hero in the mcu in new york city um one has devised that this is taking place roughly the same time as the Spider-Man movie, based on the Captain Rod or the um, Captain America, the musical thing. Now, right. wouldn't it be fun just based on timing alone? Because apparently, Episode Five is supposed to rock the <gasps> internet. Oh. If they do reveal Kingpin, and then somehow Kingpin is in Spider-Man, that would be. That would. That'd be very neat. That would also... <laughs> Marvel would be setting themselves up for mm -hmm. the expectation that that would happen mm -hmm. as well. Like, I would very like, oh, huh. but also... No, I agree with you 100%. I don't think it'll happen. It's just like this is, you know, this is where my mind goes with just some of the, you know, for me, it's just, it's just, it, it, Marvel doesn't do stuff randomly. Kevin Feige wouldn't announce that Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil while Hawkeye and speculation is mounting and mounting and yeah. mounting on Kingpin. It just it just won't happen yeah. just cuz it's not this random occurrence. Yeah. But what He's what happens if it's What happens if it's an a deleted scene with Spider-Man and Hawkeye in it or something some extra at the end? Well, where Hawkeye's funny. like 
What's and then funny? it just leads into the Spider-Man movie, so right? The reason like, why I say this, and I bring this up, Tyler, is because I know you don't listen to us when you're not on. Um, last week, we were talking about the fact that one thing that always bothers me about any superhero uh, collaboration, especially when you're trying to build a, 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 a world, a universe, um, is as all of the events of Hawkeye are happening, why doesn't he just call? I know that they don't have each other's numbers per se, but you know where's Spider-Man throughout all this, right? Like where's where's Daredevil? Where are you know the Defenders? Where are are the, all these people, right? Like this is a common thing uh, that that you know you kind of have to take your head out of sometimes, and I think that they might have a solution to all this. I mean, on that particular one. I think it's also worth noting, I don't think Clint has ever talked to Spider-Man. Exactly. That's why I said. I don't think he That's why I said. Him. That's why I said. I don't even think they, I don't think they have each other's numbers because apparently people still yeah. share numbers in this universe, which I absolutely love. I mean, with, with Tony gone, how are they getting a hold of each other? Yeah. Natasha. Dead. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so is it's Tony. that or it's just rand like like or we have to go back to like Nick Fury isn't on planet, so you can't just have Nick Fury just showing up in your house to invite you to events. <laughs> Which is how they used to do it. Yeah, Which is how that. it used to go. I love that. Don't send a tweet. <laughs> Don't send a DM, send Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's only got one eye, so he's the most mobile guy in the world. I, I love that. Um, you know, the, my other theory is that episode five is going to end with J. Jonah Jameson's alert on who is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. fun. I, I just, I just honestly think that somehow it's going to directly somehow through a added scene just for this connection. Um, they're going to connect the two events. Yeah, I, I think that there's a high probability of that. But again, Mephisto. Uh, that's that's exactly it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, this episode is pretty straightforward. Uh, we're kind of finding out that Duquesne isn't exactly who he says he is. Uh, you know, he's 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 doing some pretty nasty stuff. They're trying to figure out what the nasty stuff is. But I guess the main story of this episode was that fucking Rolex watch. Mm-hmm. Trying to recoup that Rolex watch, and why? Oh, why is Clint's wife so concerned about this Rolex watch? I was gonna do something. <laughs> You're fucking checked out of this episode, and I love it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was trying to go with a better joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to riff for the next bit. I was trying to be like, ah, it'll do something. Get on the next thing. Joe Rogan's watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, look, separately, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice and efficacious way of doing a, oh my God, what's the term? When you have an object, you'll get MacGuffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a way to put people in yeah, the line of trouble. Introduce Natasha's sister. Yeah. Right. I like and, that. And, and then um, the thing that bugged me about this episode was there was more LARPing. 
You really don't like LARPing. What do you have against LARPing? No, I'm fine with the LARPing. I just don't like the way they depict the LARPing community. Oh, that's fair. Have you met LARPing community? Yeah, but oh, this guy's a police officer. Uh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, sure. I'll get your arrows out of lockup and risk federal prison because, you know, you're a Hawkeye. Yeah. Or you think you know Hawkeye. I like, mean, Phil, 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 once upon a time, I would have agreed with you. But I think we got to think about how insane the police are right now. <laughs> That's true. And how right? much just like, yeah, all right, you're a white dude. I'll get shit out of lockup for you. <laughs> You look like you have an honest face. <laughs> but fuck that Captain America. <laughs> Did you see I won't go see that goddamn woke, that woke <laughs> Steve Rogers musical. Everyone <laughs> knows Steve didn't fight for. Oh, you know, just, the other day we had a report of three people killed by a giant arrow that destroyed a bridge in Manhattan. Yeah, I'll get you more arrows. <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> Although that was an interesting bit because uh, last we heard, uh, Pim was not on good friends with, not on good terms with the rest of the Avengers. Yeah, I yeah. know. I brought. We were talking about week. that last week. <laughs> we were talking Fair. about that and kind of how the the the, the chronologically that really doesn't make sense nor story wise because if they had these Pim particles, well, you know, all like, of Avengers Two is kind of <laughs> useless. End game two. Well, part two. <laughs> Endgame. What is happening? What? Yeah. Endgame, yeah. Um, it could have been after that, right? Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ant-Man just lets... Maybe <laughs> maybe they're like, we don't have Tony. What are we going to do? And Paul Rudd's just like, yeah, come on in. You can just take some stuff from... <laughs> from you know Pope, what? From the, they'd be, that'd be cool, right? And they're like, I could no, see Paul Scott. Rudd. He'd just be like sitting there going, hey, you know what's good for a good time, guys? Get giant, get high, and pass out. Here's <laughs> some Wait. Particles. Wait. Or get tiny. <laughs> All of a sudden, the joint is huge. Yeah, then, oh. then the joint is massive. I don't know why I instantly thought <laughs> they were going to jump into each other's assholes. Wow. That is instantly where my mind went. <laughs> because of the Thanos meme. Come on. Oh, my That's, Lord. That, that was the most popular meme out of it. Why didn't Paul Rudd just go up Thanos' butt? Then go big. Because <laughs> Thanos uh, does his kegels. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thanos. Done. Yeah. <sighs> this episode needs to end. <laughs> I think we're there. Oh, I... my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, again. Uh, they're looking for the Rolex. They get the Rolex. Fight ensues, both inside and outside of the apartment. Inside, Kate is fighting a masked person. Outside, Clint is fighting a masked person. Masked person outside ends up being Yelena, Black Widow's sister. Everyone goes, oh, and the episode ends. Florence Puke is in trouble. Yep. Yep. So there we go. about the watch from Pulp Fiction? And I put it up my ass. I uh, know. It's just oh, it's I thought you were going up the, the ass, and then you oh, bring okay. the watch back, and I'm like, oh no. Oh lord, Phil, you know what to do. I do know what to do, and I'm scared. All right, everybody, because I I think we're gonna get some mail. So 
just be rest assured that Boris will check it in a couple months. <laughs> and odds are, yeah, you can email us direct, but we won't have passwords for a while. So yeah, um, you can hit us up at the website www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can track us down, please don't, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. Uh, you can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe to our show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, really anywhere you find podcasts. You're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. You just have to ask yourself, do I want to listen to it this week? And then if you like what you heard, God knows how, but please leave a rate and review. That's positive. And, um, you know, hit the subscribe now. Let a friend know that we made you laugh. You know that this episode literally is every podcast episode that I hate. Yeah. Look. Oh, yeah. These fuckers. <laughs> we do this shit. And they're like, yes. And we're like, why? They just look, they just feed on our pain. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting music go in the background at this point because why the fuck not? Oh my god. And you know what you know what, you know what the saddest part is? That I actually had stuff prepared for today. I legitimately did. No. And we only touched on yeah, like two it things. It was your rant. Yeah. I know. It was your rant. <laughs> yeah, look, he wasn't even I did not I did not stop you from going off. You were like, let's go off topic, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> We're in 4 by 4 country now. <laughs> An hour and 40 minutes of this tandem. <laughs> the regular listeners are going to be like, what? <laughs> what did I just listen to? You've listened to the It's Canon podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything because it's all in canon and this episode 100% proves that from a pinko commies to labor unrest to becoming miniature and going Ass. up people's butts it's all in canon he's tyler he's phil i'm boris god bless you for listening good night god bless america is that not commie enough for you <laughs> all right there comrade I think I like we can like pinpoint when the show like officially ended. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm still recording, but I'm going to stop right now. <laughs>